0: Go down to the queens
1: Hello ladies, gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the Gender Spectrum and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I am as always joined by oh, no. Oh I messed ah, it up. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no a hundred and something I... episodes in, brother. How are you doing this? Oh my god, dude. How did I how did I manage that? The biggest episode we've probably ever done, we will ever do um I've messed up the intro. That is that is crazy um anyway That's i am as always alex quick. i'm joined by dylan hi dylan
2: hey alex hey guys um i'm sick this week but i'm i'm muscling through i'm a tough boy uh I'm, I'm here to talk about the big show at the end of the year and we are not alone because we have a man on the ground out in tokyo i don't know if you're still in tokyo are you traveling uh around japan mm. or are you just staying
0: in tokyo No, I am just in Tokyo because it's too expensive to travel around uh, Japan. Uh, If you are not like, uh, if you do not buy some kind of uh, touristy railway pass, and there's so much wrestling happening in Tokyo, so why, why should I ever leave? Anyway, hi, I'm Valke.
2: Yeah, he's Valke. I didn't even introduce him. Valke, Valke is here. Woo. Yeah what am i you're now allowed to introduce our friend like god damn
1: um, no i'm just you know you're taking over hosting duties. that's you know I, I can i'm relaxed. relax good. no i'm, I'm gonna talk like way less <laughs> all right because i'm <laughs> i'm winded might not go four hours then that's great um so we um we're probably this is probably the only review of the show that you will hear that will uh feature somebody who was like live at the show because lk was there he was in sumo hall um, so he's he's going to have a unique perspective on uh, what landed with the fans in attendance, what didn't land, uh, how things came across live versus how they came across on camera, all that kind of stuff. So um, if you don't know, and I don't know why you wouldn't know, given that, I mean, you you, could, you have to click on something to get here. Uh, but we're going to review Stardom Dream Queendom, uh, the biggest stardom show of the year, uh, big massive card that uh was very hotly debated going into it, I think is uh is fair enough to say. People were yeah. people were kind of falling on both sides of the equation, whether it was good, whether it was bad. It has happened. We get to talk about it. So uh first things first, this did three thousand eight hundred and sixty eight fans uh, at Sumo Hall. Uh that is technically Stardom's second biggest solo audience ever. Yeah. Like obviously not going to beat historic crossover anytime soon, um, and you know there there's a lot of a uh, lot of debate about up, whether okay. I think it was like seven, seven and a half, seven,
0: seven, seven and uh, seven and one hundred or something like that, like just above seven.
1: Yeah, I yeah think. it was in that margin. Um, but yeah, so this is technically your second best attended solo show ever. Uh, there is a lot of debate yeah. about whether I... there was actually five thousand people at the. Uh, Use upon retirement show, but like
0: no chance. <laughs> no chance. Being there in person and seeing how many people was at this show and comparing it to the few photos I remember of the Use upon retirement show. If Use upon retirement show had three thousand, that's too much.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely one where um, I'm not going through and counting everybody, but you definitely know there was some inflation to that number. Um, but you're not I'm not really bothered arguing it that much if they want to keep pushing that as their biggest show ever be my guest. um
0: i I talked to uh, the people I was with, and i we kind of agreed that it will hit around four thousand. It looked cool. the uh, the Sumo boxes were also all sold, uh, mm-hmm. just like for solo people which is different because uh, the sum- there's three types of seats in the sumo hall. There's the floor seats, which are basic chairs. Then there's the sumo, uh, sumo boxes, which are like squares of uh, leather, uh, which you can sit on. Uh, there are no like chair bags or anything, and they are sold to solo, to... Uh, Two people, or even to four people, if you are going, to, if you are trying to sell as many tickets as possible for the venue, which is like eleven thousand or something like that. If you sell every single seat and every single uh, sumo sumo box uh, to four people, uh, you are going to get uh, eleven thousand. This time they sold all the sumo boxes. They sold most of the uh, floor seats. I think I'd say all of them basically were sold out. Maybe like a dozen or so were not sold out, and they sold a lot of the seats uh, which, uh, in the first rise, which I was sitting uh, sitting at, they did not sell any of the seats behind the stage, so I think that's South, uh, which is like maybe 1,500 or maybe 2,000 more seats to be sold uh, without adding more people to, uh, to the sumo boxes. So, like, it looked pretty full, and when we were talking about it, we said maybe around 4,000, so just under. He
2: did the math. It looked like that. I respect that. that. He did the math. He did. It it, it definitely looked good. It looked better than a lot of previous outings from Stardom. I feel like there's always kind of little seats, like holes in the seats, but it definitely looked packed. Um, Yeah, I, I guess we'll talk about the upcoming events later, but Yes. I do wonder how this looks going into a fifteen thousand seater. I forget if that's the actual number of Yokohama, but you know, like Thank a big you. boy, like Yokohama.
1: I think it's about sixteen, because isn't uh, Dream Slam was considered a DreamSlam's sellout at sixteen and a half? Yeah. Oh, I was so. Yeah. Pretty sure, yeah. So it's around that anyway. We know. I think AJW like notoriously inflated numbers as well. So, um, but yeah, it was about that. Um, yeah, I I do think they made a good decision with the stage. Um because as much as I prefer entering from the tunnels, um if you're only going to sell 3 or 4,000 tickets, you might as well put up a big stage and bring everybody together, right? Like um mm-hmm. like I prefer you no know, no stage and people just come through the tunnels because I think it's a cool vibe. Um it's why I think yeah. Yeah, it's, it's what makes it really cool when New Japan runs here. But if, you know, if you're only going to sell 4,000 tickets, yeah, you might as well do a big stage and, you know, just push everybody closer together so it looks better um, and probably sounds better as well. So um, as much as the design choice maybe wasn't to my liking, uh, I think the this, this stage was a smart choice in terms of, like, just making use of the space they have in the venue and making it so that tickets they did sell looked more full. Um, so I thought, I think they made some smart choices there. Um, and I think overall, this is a a strong number. Um, like going in, I think, uh, Velke, I think you're in the Discord that I was in where a few days before it, I was like, I I could see them doing like 3,500-ish, um, just based on the the tickets that were going out. Um, and you know, they they beat that number, which I think is is good. And this is growth from when they ran here in March, which obviously I think they did 3,100 for the second day. so. You know the the audience keeps growing uh, for stardom and uh it's just kind of i guess it's a case of keep on building it and getting people through the doors um but they're definitely doing a good job so far and uh i think this is a big success as far as uh, the number goes At you know just under 30 3900 really
0: well, the issue, of course, becomes if we are, if you ever look back before pandemic times, this number would have been catastrophic for someone like Noah or Big Japan when they were running Sumo Hall or near catastrophic.
2: Yeah, yes. I think that is an interesting thing to look at is that um, everything about live performance in Japan has kind of gone haywire at like the exact time that it becomes necessary to record it. For stardom, if that makes sense, um, because as soon as we start, or they start, um, i ain't you know, I ain't trying to dick ride, but as soon as they start to um to grow, it's in a time where like growing native audiences is very difficult in terms of getting people to the shows physically. So it is an interesting that is an interesting thing to kind of look at because you're right. Ten years ago in Ryo Goku, um. 3,000. 3, Anything under 5,000 would be death. Maybe not 10 years ago. 10 years ago was a bit rough, but, you know, like 6 years ago.
0: I remember um, I think it was Big Japan show just in 2017, 2018 or something like that and they drew like around 3,000, 3, and it was re- <clears throat> it was considered complete failure. Uh, like, absolute complete failure. And right now uh Big Japan is happy to get four hundred and sixty people in Korakuen Hall on uh, on the like today or yesterday, uh, and they did it only because they offered sweet potatoes as a gift.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely interesting because I remember Stardom recently did that well, it was like fifteen or sixteen hundred Korakuen, um, and everybody was like, "Wow, this is this is a huge number," and I was like, "They did that." in february for takumi and and mayu that one time like 1600 was a number they were hitting before everything but now because there's so many companies that like struggle to get 300 people at cork and that 1600 looks massive right like the the scale is just so different than it used to be um and it's one of the reasons why i was always hesitant to do the whole stardom's the new ajw thing because i remember Dylan said it to me. He was like, yeah, AJW did like 5,000 for one of their like arena shows. And everybody was like, oh, this company's dead. <laughs> and Stardom's never yeah. done that. Like, Stardom's never hit yeah. that mark. But that was the mark where AJW was dead. Like, it is so different. Like, the scale is so I mean, we different. were
2: just talking about the 30th anniversary. I know we're all over the place right now. But we were just talking about the 30th anniversary. I'm sure that did a good numbers, relatively. But it was, the, it was like the nail in the coffin of the company, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I don't remember the exact number, but it was definitely more than three thousand. <laughs> you know what I mean? For for that big that big show that they had in ninety eight, I wanna say. And that was like mm-hmm. the the beginning of the end for real. You know, that was like when they were never gonna come back.
1: Yeah, they um, did seven thousand seven hundred at see, yeah. Yokohama Arena. Yeah, which exactly. is an interesting space. Um and yeah that was like they're dying essentially. But that's because the show was bad as well. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel I feel need to put it out there that the this was the nail in AJW's coffin because the company was really bad. Um yeah, I mean the, the scale is just completely different. Um that if, we're operating if we, on.
0: If you go to the yeah, if you go to the Yokohama arena for a bit as well, um uh, Dylan, can you please look up uh if you never nebo- or do remember the number reported uh about the uh, second to last attempt of New Japan to go to Yokohama Arena uh, before historic crossover because his uh, they went to uh, Yokohama Arena with AJ Styles on AJ Styles on top possibly was AJ Styles first defense against Ishii.
2: I will look that up, Alex. You continue hosting. It's, I will look it up.
0: Yeah, if you if you look it up, uh, they, um because I'm using this the we are I'm recording on my phone I I just don't want to risk like looking up cage match Uh <clears throat> they reported something around seven thousand and it was uh considered or uh, like real bad number and they decided to not go to Yokohama arena ever again until relatively recently they got seventy
2: eight hundred with Styles and Okada on top. And it was considered a massive failure.
0: Yeah, complete bomb and failure. Imagine saying that uh, (laughs) like a month ago because History Crossover got even less people than that. And it is considered a success. And it is their possibly second, it's the second biggest show of the year, I think. So, like, we are, yeah, we are operating in completely different numbers right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, it's definitely right. interesting to 'cause we like when you try and compare stardom to, to promotions of the past, it's like it, all of their growth has taken place in a global an unprecedented global pandemic that has halved attendances and ruined economies. Like it's 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 insane. Um and we will get a bit more onto Yokohama Arena later. But uh first of all, we should get into the show. Uh, the show opened with a pre show match, it was the Stardom Rumble. Um, Super Strong Stardom Machine and Super Strong Stardom Giant Machine co-won the match after 20 minutes when they beat Miyu Amasaki. Um, there was two X's in this match. One of them was Giant Machine and the other was Kikutaro, who, uh, should never, ever get booked again. But, oh, um... Was
2: not booked again, Beth?
1: No, because she was meant to be in his again. They just uh, oh. changed face paint. Um... Yeah, rumbles are not good. I feel like I can say that with confidence. Yeah, but like, the machines are good. So who cares? It's like it's kind yeah. of cute for a little bit, but I feel like if they were in there for for a long time, I would just be like what, like what, what, are we doing here? Like this is just Saiida. They would start <sighs> blending. They
2: would start looking like zaps, and you would have a panic attack. Oh God. Um. Yeah. The I, I wrote down exactly. Uh, the machines eliminated Miyu Amasaki and then pulled a Hunger Games and insisted that they both. <laughs> oh that's really good that is that's exactly (laughs) what happened uh yeah i mean otherwise it was like you know fine i think Inaba got eliminated like almost immediately and i was like damn that's crazy my entire my entire prediction out the window um but yeah uh also let let me let me also mention waka got like three pins like they were double team pins but this is like the first time she's ever pinned anybody.
1: They it, those do not one count. the count.
2: They count. I would say they count relatively.
0: No, they do not count.
2: I mean, she didn't win. No, the important thing is that she has to win. Like, not that she gets a pin all over someone, but like her and Saki were fucking pinning everybody. In fact, she pinned Saki. I'm pretty sure with somebody. I don't know, but yeah.
0: So yeah, she, because she's she is trying to win
1: as yeah. much as possible.
2: I'm 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 rooting for Waka. I'm rooting
1: for Waka. Of course, of course. Um, I, I suppose that's that's really all I need to say about the Rumble. <laughs> it was, it yeah, was a Rumble. Um, the opening match of the show then was Azumi defending the high-speed championship against Hikari Shimizu. Uh, Azumi won in just under 10 minutes with a numero uno. Um, so in our preview last week, I, I was very unsure about what type of match we'd get, but they, were, they went full Azumi style. Like, this was full-on. You know, athleticism, high speed trickery, flash pins, all that good stuff. And Hikari Shimizu was really, really good at it. I thought this was uh, this is a great way to open the show. Like, there's just, uh, you can't really beat opening the show with this completely unique style done so well. Um, and I thought Hikari looked fantastic. Um, yeah, I
2: mean, I, I had no doubt in my mind about it personally. Nice. But, but yeah, it was a high tier, a top tier Azumi Defense, probably top three um of her reign the other ones being that trios match also in um sumo hall uh, oh, yeah. or the triple threat match with poi and koguma really really good Underray match of the year um it's not in my match of the year consideration but it was like way better than anybody gives a crap for um and then obviously the may match and then this somewhere amongst those three right uh the main match is probably still one of my favorite matches of the year. So yeah, Azumi's been having a great run, and this match was another one of those top-tier ones and not one of the uh, ones that fell flat. Because definitely she's had a few misses, but this one definitely delivered where you wanted to deliver, and even more so in certain ways that you kind of were questioning, right? So, yeah, good stuff.
1: Um, So Vel- I, I- I, um,
0: before we, before you ask me the question, I think it was interesting to see that uh, we are now in the position in in time of uh, for Azumi's reign that the, her challengers are are countering her stuff before she attempts them to um, because the running theme of that of this match was Hikari knows what Azumi does, which is interesting because she had almost no interactions with her. Like the the thing where Azumi runs up the ropes and uh, j- uh, turns around and uh, jumps back, uh, Hikari was quick enough to run behind her and shove her down the post. So, and she was trying to counter the numero uno so many times in so many different ways. It was interesting. It's it's uh, it's a, a new wrinkle in Azumi's reign.
1: Um, yeah, no, that's a good spot. Um, now, what I was I was just kind of curious. Um, how do these like? Okay, so I have two questions. Um, so how do these high speed matches get? Like, how, what is the reception like? Are are people really into them, or are they just kind of like this isn't the the main style of wrestling? Like, are they hand waving it or what?
0: <sighs> okay, so yeah, I perfect was perfect. Uh, yeah yeah atmosphere was good. It was. Uh, uh, it was a very good uh, match to choose uh, to open the show. I think it was the best choice. Uh, I don't think uh, this possibly being put higher up the card would have worked as well, but I think it's the it was the better choice of the few uh, they could have done uh, to put it uh, in the opener spot. Uh, from my experience uh, of watching with air quotation high-speed stuff, because I was at Seedling, which has uh, their own high speed division, and I was at Oza Academy after, uh, which also is trying to build up high speed stuff with Momoko, Momoko Hanazono, uh, who was the challenger for Azume uh, last time in Osaka. Uh, and uh, it's usually this stuff is uh, quite comedic. Uh, Azume is also, uh, uh, keeps up uh, this trend. But uh, this time she was uh, completely serious and it was apparent that the crowd was into it. Uh, I felt, of, of course, it's uh, colored by my own perception because I like, uh, I really enjoy Azumi's reign. I really enjoy Azumi's matches. And I think she has changed the uh, uh, what uh, the high-speed uh, title is supposed to be uh in back into its original purpose and uh i think the crowd was into it and bought into uh the there was one specific near fall where it felt like uh hikari is winning Mm -hmm. when she countered azami sushi into azami sushi of her own i think it was that was that a spot
2: i I know what you're talking about. I don't know if it was a counter in, I think it might have been like a more of a Mahis draw. but yes, I know Yeah yeah, talking. yeah
0: there, there, there was one specific counter that the crowd the people around me, the few uh, the people around me, there were a few gasps, like environmental gasps of the kickout. So like people were uh, bought into uh, her and uh, as a challenger, even though they probably majority of them didn't know her before. I think the match was complete success, and right. Hikari should be in more. Yes,
1: I agree. Um, my other thing is, um, how does Azumi come across live? As far as like charisma, you know, because I feel like people are always high on Azumi, but I don't know if she projects as well as some of her contemporaries. Like when you're there live, does Azumi like project that kind of star power, or is she? Is she locking behind somebody like a Starlight Kid in that department?
0: Uh, Starlight Kid did not have that much charisma this time because she was on a bike. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's, <funny. but laughs> that's So her star power was hurt by that. Uh, if she was in prominent singles match, I'd be able to judge much better. But mm-hmm. uh, it's she, uh, she is surely behind uh, someone like Utami, Kyrie, Shuri. And Julia, Uh, but one of I this is difficult for me to judge properly because I was high up, I was on um, I was above the sumo box seats, Uh, so uh, it was not like I was able to see expressions outside of uh, when they were in submissions. I was watching on the big screens because uh, cameras were in their faces, so Mm -hmm. it's it's much better. but uh so it's like it's not it's not great uh to judge this thing uh life for me because uh, of the seats I was at
1: okay i, I think the, the that like that's something that the wrestlers have to do anyway to to project to the back seats because if they want to run venues like that more often then like people in the in the cheap seats will have to kind of feel the charisma a little bit um it's and i, I think awesome. that was always my. She-
0: she still needs to work on that. That mm-hmm. uh, the projection to the to
1: the cheap seats is much... She does not have that yet.
2: Okay.
1: Mm. It's interesting, yeah. Because I've always wondered, kind of... Wrestling is so different live, you know, to, to watching on camera. I've always wondered, kind of, who does, kind of, come across well in person and who doesn't. Um, and Azami was a big one, um, I suppose.
0: What... But... What she does have is that she is very interesting when she wrestles.
1: So,
0: because she's really quick and there's constant movement in the ring with her. There is not like the, mm, she does not sell too much the, the exhaustion and such. So, there's like, you have to keep watching her. You cannot just like turn to your neighbor and tell them something. Because if you do, you're going to miss something. Blink you and, and you miss something, so that's like that's her advantage, I think.
1: All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, no, so after the match, um, in the backstage comments, uh, Azumi named Starlight Kid as her next challenger. So, um, division has kind of on a full circle now to where Kid and Azami is your high speed title match again. I can see why they made it, given that it's it's on a big enough show on the eighth of January, and it's it's a relatively big match that you're not giving away. Um, but yeah, I feel, like, yeah oh. I, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like kids should be above this division by now, though. So it's a bit weird. Like I just kind of her naming Kid was like, "Oh, really? Like again for for the high speed belt? Are you sure?" Um, but I, you know, it'll be fun. Obviously, I, I enjoy them yeah. together.
2: I feel like. The the perspective of the high-speed division is strange because, like, I feel like someone like Mayu Watani is so above the high-speed division theoretically, but if she challenged for the belt tomorrow, that would make total sense. And I think that's the case for pretty much everybody who is capable of running the ropes quickly in the company. You know, like, I, I don't think that, like, there's, like, this, like, above or below, or I think the high-speed division is the most fluid belt of all of the like because you you aren't going to see saeeda winning the red belt but you could see if shuri ran a little bit quicker i could see her win the high speed belt you know what i mean like if anybody decided that oh i'm going to do more cardio they could win the high speed belt tomorrow um maybe when his done with it but you know what i mean like i think that is something that is a very big perspective thing And it isn't so much of like a actual thing. I don't think that like being above the ISP title is something unless it is explicitly said, sort of like how Hazuki said it. Like, oh, no, this is your thing now, Azumi. I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, I leave it to you. Same thing with uh, Momo with the white belt is that she's like, I don't want to do the white belt anymore. I'm above it. I never want to go back to it. And nobody's above the white belt. Unless they say they're above the white belt. Just like in my opinion, nobody's above the high speed belt unless they're explicitly above the high speed belt. Um, but that's just me.
1: I think you're just, you like that belt way too much to admit that a lot of people just view it as a, an undercard thing. Cause I mean, it opens the show a lot. You no, know, it's, it's low on the card, you know? Well, I'm not it's, a big fan of it opening the, the show as
2: you know. So <laughs> okay, that is that's fair. But you um, know, I, I get what you're saying, but I think that like, but I think it's like the same thing with Azumi. Like I don't, I don't see any reason why, like, a lot of people see it as it's pigeon holding Azumi, and I just don't really see it the same way, because for one, without Azumi, the high speed division is kind of dead, because she kind of brings out people, you know, aggressively to challenge for it. Um, but also I think that like it, it gives her a certain flair. That and I've I've said that she could realistically just use as a belt buckle, like Sherry did uh with the SWA belt, where she is kind of was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm the champion, I'm the SWA champion, but I am looking for other belts because this is just kind of part of me now, and it's not so much that it's like, like it, I don't it's you you mentioned this a lot that it's it's all about the champion making the championship, and I don't think that. This perspective of the high speed championship, like holding down Azumi, is as much of the truth as it is just like a place for Azumi if she's not doing anything else.
0: I I offer a different perspective. My mm. perspective is that the high speed division exists solely for Azumi, and to make her into something else, because uh, I think it's her belt and it always will be her belt, Mm -hmm. Uh, unless she retires, then she probably should have taken it with her. Uh, But uh, I think that uh, it is... This is the very... I've had these discussions with other people about uh, New Japan belts when IC belt existed. yeah, Uh, Because it was the belt that was not the main belt. And it was to build people for the main belt. Because when Okada defeats you, you lose. And you need to win. And you need to be presented strong and do the show closing promos. And you need to be a champion before you are able to challenge again. So this championship, this division exists to make Azumi. It made, it helped made stuff I like it, as we know, she would have been made without it even but I think Azumi is so special and so specific a wrestler that uh, she shines in her own space and it makes cards, card construction and shows better because there's this one specific thing that is hers and she's really good at it and I think it's, it's really good no, I definitely could uh And uh, uh, talking about Starlight Kid ch- uh, being a challenger, I think it's fine because uh, it's the first full circle thing. If Azumi defeats Starlight Kid here, she is the definitive ISP champion. And she can then lose the title next defense because she has done it all. She has had her defini- defining run. And that's okay. She just needs to be like it. That's all.
2: I agree.
1: All right. That is the most any podcast will ever speak about Azumi for the next nine months. <laughs> so, um, <Yeah. laughs> uh, after, after this opener, uh, it was announced that uh, Stardom's next major show, the next neighbor major pay per view, uh, will be Stardom All Star Grand Queendom 2023. It will be on April 23rd in the Yokohama arena. So um it was, was you know
2: 30 years and 20 days after.
1: Yes, yeah. So the a lot of some symbolic nature to running that venue when they did um you know Dream Slam was if, effectively that was the show that launched AJW into the next level with a lot of people um because that was just this unbelievable ever before seen crossover show with some of the biggest stars in Joshi, you know, coming together. Um know in the same venue 30 years later the same guy effectively running the show because i mean rossi was a big part of game slam and putting it together um and now he's kind of attempting to do something similar with with stardom because there's been all these reports that this april show they want to make this the biggest show in company history right like dave meltzer was reporting that before uh today he followed up by saying that they working with uh, a lot of free agents and other companies to try and get them involved in this show so it sounds
2: sendai girls
1: sendai girls yeah they are they, yeah they've already locked in sendai girls uh presumably this is the, the sasha banks show you know we all know she has one uh, one official date with stardom i would assume this is it um so they're working with others and they're bringing in outsiders prominence or champions uh, seven Upper Champions. This feels like a big, a real attempt to redo a uh, Dream Slam to, to some degree. Uh, like the. See, attempting to make this show in April, just like a women's wrestling all star game of sorts. Um, to do it in Yokohama Arena in April uh, is, is just really cool to me as somebody who was a big fan of uh, that era of AJW um, and somebody who just is gonna you know i'm just gonna love that show like it's it's so interesting that they can do so much um yeah you know it's it's, it's great to see them you know still being ambitious with the venues and um i just hope they do well at uh, yokohama arena because it's a it's a big ask
2: Oh, one percent. it's a it's a huge ask uh yeah it's interesting um i kind of wonder like what the plan is i suppose for like a lot of these stuff this stuff because like you know i wonder what they value kind of in like outsider because like i'm thinking like oh my ideal card would be sorry to bring up azumi again would be like azumi mio momino on there it would be suzu julia or suzu saya uh which saya should not have the belt by then honestly so probably suzu julia um. Maybe, after, like you know, like I I, I kind of look at that and like what outsiders do they want to bring in? It'll be harder to get outsiders such as like TJPW, and I don't even know how that would mesh quite well if they did yeah. look that direction. And it's it's definitely um, not happening, but you know, no, definitely uh, not. But you know, like like I I do look at it like I wonder where because like the quite frankly the Joshi uh, landscape is not as healthy as it was 30 years ago in terms of
0: huh.
2: maybe, maybe not, not healthy, but you know, 30 years ago there was six companies and all of them were doing relatively well or were super new and were on their way to doing well. Um, whereas now there's, it's a bit more saturated. There's fewer companies that are doing especially well um, that have a lot of star power. And it's, you know, like uh, also Rossi likes to shit on any company. That has not stardom, so that's kind of funny to me. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm excited to see what he goes with. Obviously, like I said, that Mio Momino, uh appearance is what I'm really banking on personally. That's what I really want. But I am interested to see what they do.
1: Yeah, it's it's Uh-oh. definitely one where like you could get away from yourself and book an insane card. Um, but like there there is there's a chance that they're gonna bring together a lot of really cool names. Um, you know, probably some international, I imagine this is this, they'll want AEW involved in this and that could be pretty cool. You know, maybe Jamie Hayter gets to come back over. Um, I don't know about WWE, probably not, (laughs) um, but you know, you're going to have Sendai girls. You're probably going to have Marvelous and they might ask Yoshiko, although nobody really knows what's up with Yoshiko. Um, I mean, maybe some of the Deanna crew, but even then they don't have any like big stars. I mean, Kyoko Inoue is there, I guess, and Jaguar, but, you know, they're all. They,
2: they, might, they might do another Rumble with, like, Chig in it, you know, Kyoko in it. And yeah, yeah, kinda, I, like, could it I could see that.
1: Definitely see um, that, yeah. like a Legends cool that. thing. That would be cool. Um, I'm kind of interested, um, d- did they play, I assume they played this video in the venue, right?
0: They did play the video in the venue, yes.
1: Oh, like, what was, were people, like, crazy or was it just kind of, ah, like, oh, cool, trip to Yokohama?
0: Uh, the issue is that the that's the issue in all the Japanese venues, is that the sound of the music is so loud you don't <laughs> hear anything.
1: <laughs> Alright, okay. Like,
0: if you if you ever go to uh, Kraken Hall and they play, as I was, Bon Jovi several times <laughs> on the show, it's so fucking loud. <laughs> and Momoko Hanazono's Bon Jovi over there. They love Yeah, and project. Momoka Hanazono's team is one of the most obnoxious music that I have ever heard in my life and my ears are still hurt. <laughs> so no, I I'm not sure what the vocal reaction was to the music because as I said, I I just didn't hear anyone. I was listening to it for it but like I think there was some like Surprised gasps or like so sounds of surprise and claps, but the music really drowned it all out. I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. Sorry, <laughs> right, that's
1: okay. Um, now the uh, next match on the card was a pre-triangle derby uh, preview match. It was the stars team Mayu Utani, Hanan, and Momokogo, beating the stars team of Hazaki, Koguma and Saya Iida. Um, Mayu obviously got the win with the dragon suplex. Um. I, this felt like just a standard tag match. Like, seen a lot of t- tag matches like these. As somebody who watches all the Stardom house shows, yeah. didn't fill me with any super jo- joy. Um, you know, I felt like they could have made it interesting by leaning on Mayu not liking Momokogo anymore, but they just didn't. Like Mayu just won. Yeah,
2: uh, Suzuki beat the shit out of her.
1: Yeah, I, that that was kind of fun. Like the the Kuma stuff was kind of fun and then kogo getting the shit kicked out of it was was all right but then yeah they never really went anywhere beyond just a standard tag
2: i mean i think the issue is that they needed to do it 50 50 because classmates are winning this match again in a couple weeks you know like they're yeah. running back and classmates are winning so like i get why they didn't give too much away but i thought that the action was all right they're all good wrestlers you know they all work well together, who would have thought so it was like a it was a good match, but I definitely get what you mean They didn't really further anything they just kind of well they they did the they made it a teaser you know what I mean they did it as a prequel, so I get it, but it is a strange spot to put so many like talented good people on the card, you know what I mean because like they didn't really do anything with it because they didn't really have anything to do with it so um. Yeah, you know, I was upset that Mayu beat Ida, because of course she did, because Ida, like, of course, classmates are, like, such, like, a, a natural trio, and they're like, nah, we we starting you off with an L, even though it's not in the tournament, so, uh, you know, of course I'm sad about that, but it was a good, it was a solid match, I would say.
0: Yeah, like, it was, I, um... it was fun. I am glad that one of my favorite wrestlers won and beat the, the one of my least favorite wrestlers in Stars, and that's He's fine. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but the match could have been five minutes uh, shorter, and it would have uh, done exactly what it did. Yeah, I get that. They yes. really could have just,
2: like, ran through it and just pretend it, like it didn't exist. It,
0: it felt so long, needlessly so, for some reason like why
2: do you got the time on it alex
1: 12 minutes
2: oh that is a bit longer than yeah i get that yeah i imagine live too because there's not a lot of heat yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah. it was like it was such a nothing match that it would have if it would have been eight minutes it would have been fine and probably much better than this one
2: i get that
1: yeah no that's that's fair um Although our, our next match was not much of a of a change, it was another tag match. It was the return and uh, demise of Pink Kabuki of Unage Siaka and Mina Shir- Shirakawa. And they beat Tekla and Mai Sakurai of DDM. When uh, Mina Shirakawa hit Tekla, I believe, with gl- glamorous driver Mina. Yes, um, yes. So the the important part here is that Mina uh, made her way to the ring um, with new hair, new hair color, new hair cut. Uh, face obviously looked different, considering her jaw was just like broken into five pieces like a month ago. Um, and she was flanked by uh, her two teammates in the upcoming Triangle Derby, which are uh, Zaya Brookside, of uh, you know a, a notable name to many people in Stardom. She was drafted by Stars in the uh, the last Stardom draft. Fun fact, um, and then left for for the WWE. Um, and she was joined by Maria May. Who uh, is a a pretty inexperienced wrestler from the UK, but I know she's been all over the place. Like she wrestled in CZW and everything. Um, like she's been traveling around. Oh yeah, she did. She did. Um, so I bit the bullet here. I watched. Uh, I I watched some Maria May earlier today, and I watched some. Yeah, well whatever. just going to be boy? <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is, the undertones of that is just, I don't know, that that felt wrong. That felt you're, racially motivated.
2: You're the white one. What are you talking
1: about? Still, it felt racially motivated. I like that, <laughs> that felt that just felt like hurtful. I don't know, man. That there was something to that. Um, could, anyway. Could, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Zaya Brookside. I, I was always kind of on the train of um, she would eventually be be good. Um, I think the problem with Zaya is she came from a UK indie scene that prioritized really boring wrestling. Like women's wrestling when she was training and kind of work in the UK was you're going to do like your technical stuff to show that you can do it like the guys and you're going to take it home because we don't want to give you more than eight minutes, right? So... I think she was always just boring because that was the style that she was told to do. Um her her dad and...
2: is also fucking uh <laughs> that's grapple name? fucker. Books Brooks yeah, out. grapple yeah. fucker. Thank you.
1: Um, so that didn't help. Like she was just the product of an indie scene that didn't prioritize women's wrestling. Um uh, there's not a lot of kind of matches to watch out there on her because she's only worked a few times this year since NXT shut down. Um, but she does look she like she's leave
2: the country because she was an anti vaxxer Let's not forget that.
1: It's true. Um, but she does look like she's moved with the times. Um, I did watch a match with her in it, and uh, definitely didn't rely as much on the the technical stuff. Like she was like throwing forearms and playing up to her character and stuff like that. So, um, I think the old Zaya is definitely evolved. I don't know if she's good but I definitely don't think she's the same wrestler that we saw on Stardom last time who was just, you know, sadly doing what she was told largely, which was boring wrestling, right? Um, now, May. I had never seen her before. It's um, because, like, you know, I, I, I'm i not really into the UK indies that much anymore, whereas obviously I used to attend shows all the time. Um, she, she's got, like, I see the vision with her. Like, I, I think she's got something um she's one of those wrestlers who just gets it you know some wrestlers they're good workers from very early on other wrestlers get it and she's one of those who uh she kind of reminds me of like my sakurai when she first showed up where she she had all the intangibles like she knew what to do and it was just a case of getting that experience to bring the rest along um and i think she's she's like better than my sakurai was at that point in her career as well so um with may i think i think she will eventually impress um and i think i think if they keep a hold of her they might have something in her uh down the road but yeah i i, I think people were just like oh great two mid-white women are with mina and i was like listen man this you know maria may she's she, she's she's got something so um yeah i so don't know
2: not allowed to do the mid-white woman chants
1: Probably can't. I I think I think May is May is gonna impress. She's. I've she's... heard
2: good things. I've heard good things. Obviously, when they first came out, they were the whitest women that <laughs> yes. I've perhaps ever seen yeah. in 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 Joshi wrestling. Um, I've seen Medusa. That's saying something. That's, let's be real.
0: That's um, true. That they are <laughs> the whitest. I've ever, like whitest I've, I've ever seen.
2: White. They were, yeah, they were shining white. Right? They were shining. Yes, they were. Like no disrespect <laughs> to them. I like you know I'm not the whitest whitest but you know like uh i i feel like this entire thing made me a bit concerned about mina uh including her performance in the match i thought was kind of underwhelming really? um oh okay. I, I was i was not i thought that was like a lot of I, yeah I'm, I'm just i'm concerned about the nah, man. she mina was throwing
1: return. combos that shit was badass she was kicking the shit out of people her and tecla ran it back she i was I her, was. Her and,
2: her and tecla did get into some good stuff but a lot of it was just kind of it felt like her selling was off a bit for whatever reason well, she but, has a new face well, the, that is true
0: <laughs> i think i've i i'm not sure if i liked that they made the face selling a thing in this match <laughs> i get it <laughs> i understand it but Selling, I hope she will not continue to sell her face in matches uh, to come. Yeah, I hope maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, because if, if it is, that will suck so much. Especially if she is to be considered a leader of a faction, she should not be, or rather a team at least, she should not be selling as much. Uh, and uh, to add uh, what uh, Alex said about uh, Mariah May, uh, I just really hope that uh, she is very petty. And I hope her spite; she has some spite in her, and it uh, uh, fuels her <laughs> attempt to great. be as good as possible <laughs> to show them, the people she left there, yeah, uh, that the, she is the, better the, than oh, them. Fuck the bridge.
2: <laughs> That's what. So
0: that, there next, is that. Brother. I I will laugh. They showed her Friday. I love that
1: shit. <laughs> yeah, M- M- Mar- Mariah May getting over in Stardom to own the Brits—that's what we need. Um, think, the, oh, thing, the thing with yeah, May—you have
0: seen the latest explosion, where she was like the butt of the jokes. Oh yeah, I saw that. Backwards. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, stupid. So I wrestler, need her to
2: prove so. that
0: <laughs> well, she, she's better yeah. than them.
2: She probably is. It's not
1: that hard. Oh yeah, you? she is. Like, um, she wrestled. It, she wrestled man. Zoe Sky. Um, and Zoe Sky is obviously a Stardom alumni. Um, and Zoe Sky fit in really relatively well with with Stardom. Like, she was very at home there. Um, and I think May like hung really well with Zoe Sky. So that's kind of
0: that's a good sign. That's good to hear. That's, yeah, that's so, really good to hear.
1: I I think there is something with May. Like, I think she gets presenting herself as a star and and kind of all that which is always good to see anyway um but I think her in ring is isn't uh isn't that far behind so um I'm excited to see what she can do um yeah the match the match was I, I like I enjoyed what Mina and Tekla did but otherwise I didn't you know, it wasn't that great um and you now I think ultimately Unagi is better outside of stardom and I'm I'm okay with that I think I've I've come to terms with that like she's just yeah and i think more interesting
2: i think them killing pinkabuki was kind of the end of that because like her best stuff was probably with mina Mm -hmm. especially in terms of teamwork stuff um her best work in star let me preface Uh, she had some good Mm -hmm. single stuff but it was definitely like her and tam were all right her and walk i don't know cosmic angels is dead i don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. um I, I thought her and Mina had some good stuff, and they were growing a lot, so I think with this, uh, which is also a bad turn, let me, let me, I, I know it doesn't need to be said, but god damn is stardom bad at fucking like, politics, like in-ring politics, I mean, like kayfabe politics. It just, it's always super lame. Um, Terrible turn by everybody involved here. Uh, but in, in terms of just the actual aftermath, like what it comes out to, uh, Unagi is definitely, uh, leaning outside of stardom, right? Like she's,
1: yeah, yeah, like this doesn't have a lot to hang on to here. This never felt like they're setting up for a rivalry. This felt like, you know, Pinkabuki is over, Unagi is gone, right? Because Unagi was like crying on her way down the tunnel as well when, when she was yeah. leaving, so, um, not saying she's gone from stardom, but I think this was maybe them and her kind of saying, "Okay, look, we're we're just gonna especially because part time thing."
2: The turn, they're both still in Cosmic Angels. Like Mina is insistent yeah. that she is still in Cosmic Angels
1: for now. She did kind of throw yeah. that in, so,
0: but she did not second Tam and Boy, but Unagi did.
2: Yeah, also Waka Unagi did, did second. Waka did defend Unagi. She stopped her from getting hit.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> Unagi was there watching the whole show when she was not seconding, she was watching the whole show at one of the entrances. Do you know the game? Uh, the game. I, I think she was possibly not in the same locker room as the others, so may, maybe she wanted to be closer to her match table or something like that, but she was there during the main event. She was watching the uh, the main event from um, one, um, Unagi. Is pretty
1: no- notorious for that, actually. She always yeah. I, I follow some Unagi fans, and like she always like finds a spot to just sit and like watch the wrestling. She's clearly like a big fan, which is is really nice. One so thing that, that that was what what I noticed as well.
2: Oh, one one thing is that I know I don't have to pontificate too much, but was Mina what why why did i go this way
1: okay so with mina um so you know for anybody who doesn't know uh her mariah and zaya are like a mini unit known as club venus Venus. uh mina so mina got on the microphone and was kind of asking he was saying like why did you leave unagi like why didn't you say anything why did you leave where were you and i got hurt and she, like, threw some forearms at Unagi, and was kind of like, look, we're over. You know, th- this thing is over. I've got new friends. So um, it seems like her, her beef was more so with Unagi than Cosmic Angels. Um, this is just her getting a mini unit, maybe just for the Derby, maybe just until they do whatever it is that they're doing with Beltier is over. Because um, I, I just don't see Mina Cow getting her own faction right like i don't think they see her like that because you know you look at the other faction leaders um utami right won every belt under the sun uh mayu the icon of the company uh julia current world champion uh siri basically the new EO, um tam you know a white belt champion former like tag league winner uh former tag champion yes (laughs) former tag champion uh very well pushed uh you compare that to Mina, who has won the future of stardom belt for like two weeks, and the Artist belts like she i don't see her as as a faction leader, and I'm not sure they do either um this might just be something to do to protect her um while they're doing whatever they're doing with Meltier and waka um but i I really don't know like i it is quite confusing because
2: see I think you my, my my view of Mina has changed completely from the show. Um she was all over the show. I mean if if you wanna name a singular person who became way more notable that is not Julia from this show, it is Mina. She was like she was all over this fucking thing. Uh like if, if you wanna talk about one singular person that is not Julia, it's Mina. And that is concerning for many reasons. Um to me at least. But that's the conversation we can get to after the white belt match, um, yeah. more so. But I, I am... I, also, I don't know how long Zybrook's side and Mariah May are staying in Japan. It's not like... like the, These are the first foreigners outside of Alpha Female that they have gotten over, mm-hmm. so I doubt they have year-long visas. You yeah. know what I mean? like yeah. It took it took Jamie Hader like four tours before she could get a six-month, and then it extended to a year. You know what I mean? So I imagine they're a bit... You know, they're probably she's she's probably not immediately starting a faction or whatever, but I am a bit it's it's out of left field in in the way that they did it, in my opinion. Like I yeah. get I get oh. the, the intention, but it, it's a very strange way to create it, I guess. It was very yeah. it feels like they didn't put a lot of thought into it.
1: Well, I mean
0: obviously I it's think... it's Rossi. Like... I, I think it's just the uh it's just the necessity uh, they wanted and they needed, they wanted foreigners to come back uh, to uh, offer fresh matchups to offer fresh matches to offer fresh uh, wrestlers and they uh, wanted a landing spot for them and the Cosmic Angels is the best landing spot for any foreigner who is not a heel and is not joining the the OE.I. I. I think it's much better than Stars currently because Stars already have three younger wrestlers who are able to take pins, and uh, the unit is big enough and it feels like the babyface homegrown unit. Uh, Oedotai for heels. The other landing spot for them would be Donald Mondo, but Donald Mondo right now feels like a tight unit. Which does not have any openings. Uh, can you imagine like any of these two women landing in Donador Mondo? That <laughs> makes may. no I sense. Could, I
2: could see Mariah. Uh,
0: yes, yes, but, but I could see that. But but you have to think further down the road because Mariah may maybe never comes back, and no, that's, that's then true. you have another one. If you have something called Club Venus, which is Mina Shirokawa and her collection of mid-white women, uh, or whatever, uh, no, go on, go or on, random, uh, random foreigners, it makes sense because uh, Cosmic Angel's identity is not really clearly defined like it is for other units right now. And I think it's the opening. And she speaks English. She's able to help them. And she wants to travel and so it's much better than giving her giving them to Mayu. Like imagine if you give poor Mariah May to Mayu. What, what what's going what's Mayu going to do with her? Like Mina is much better. I, I don't we will see if she is going to uh like create her own unit, real unit. Uh, we will see that on January the 9th because they are facing against Tam, Boy, and Saki.
2: Yeah, that's true. Their first two matches, I'm pretty sure, are against Cosmic Angels because their first match is against yes. uh, Lollipop or whatever, um, which is really fucked up. That, like, Mina was like, Hey, Waka, I'm going to help you because I think that you deserve to be in Cosmic Angels and I love you. And then she's like now i'm gonna beat the fuck out of you with my two white friends <laughs> like that's crazy um but you know i guess it happens sometimes that no no i I don't think that happens sometimes i think that's especially bad um in terms of care i think the cosmic angels are just terrible people and waka deserves better that's that's my take on on club venus so thank you
1: okay i do have one quick question um when Mina made her entrance. It sounded like she got a visit, like an audible reaction. Did, was that a yeah. thing, or was yeah. I imagining it?
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah., it she was.: uh, Yeah, it was really loud. I actually think it was one of the loudest reactions for an entrance uh, on the whole show. Oh. That's dope. And yeah. people around me did not know Zaya Brookside. Hmm. which is one more which is one more like yeah one more proof that current stardom fans don't know the old stardom
1: i just didn't like her which i mean yeah fair enough yeah Um, i mean like
2: she she tagged with starlight kid and starlight kid was what 16 and she like completely outpaced her at all times yeah so that was great
1: um anyway that was that was that match uh the next one was a goddess of stardom number one contenders match it was maihime beating bmi 2000 and uh the new eras in 10 minutes uh Micah pinned rocka with a mishinoku driver to get the win um so i mean this was a cool tag match like oh look the three teams are pretty badass they got 10 minutes just did shit right um what was kind of weird was um, winning. 'Cause obviously we Dylan and I thought that uh since Meltier were gonna save it. Yeah, since like Meltier drew with BMI two thousand, we'd run that back for for the titles, but instead obviously Meltier are no longer champions and instead Mihime are probably the best team in the division are just the first challenger fodder for seven for up, which is um a great place Talked. for them. Like it's so I don't know, it's such a weird use of, of a great tag team. Um, this match was, was cool. Like, I mean, if they, you know, if they want to keep a stricter tag division, then uh, teams like these are, are, are good to have around. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really know what the direction is for Mahime. Um, although they've clearly uh, pushed Mika up out of, of Himeka lately. Because um, they were always, like, fluctuating, you know, a pair because it was always you know ddm was always julia one siri two um and then micah and, and Mika. yeah but yeah. recently they've they've really kind of pushed micah to the forefront here like uh, i mean they've 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 done that
2: quite a lot over the yeah. years but it was mainly just because of a lack of competition like Jamaica mm. just wouldn't really do much uh she never really chanced for a belt she was always just kind of she's always voluntarily in the background and I yeah. feel like now they're both relatively at the same pace of action and Micah is succeeding more maybe not' even succeeding but is the you know uh stronger one so it, it's it's always kind of been that way but it was always just a case of like oh well Micah is just more active you know she challenges more she has more stronger feuds against people she has better wins you know like all that stuff but that's because Himeka didn't really do shit, and then Himeka started doing shit, and everybody was like, "Okay, Micah's is still <laughs> the leader of this of this duo." So, but I, I get what you're saying. I, I could definitely see it as well.
0: Yeah, I I do have an issue with that because I think if Himeka told was speaking on microphone more, we'd probably see a shift in this because I think she yeah. is much better in uh in the acting part of the wrestling than Maika. Uh, I can I th- see that. I think, I think her promo... That's why I want her to join. I. I think her promo style is... I don't uh, agree with
2: that,
0: yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I, 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 I got it. Uh, I think she would be able to deliver great, threatening, evil <laughs> promo uh, with her voice and with her delivery. Uh, I'd, I'd really like her to change stuff up, but uh, not soon enough... Especially because the, the Drenelmandor, as I said, seem much more tight unit right now. So, like tearing them apart right now or even in uh, near future would be a big, big mistake. Fair.
2: Okay. I know Alex doesn't like doesn't like giving Himeka credit for anything, so you don't have to comment on. <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: is, of is... He he is Himeka hater, anti himeka Of course he is. Anti-Jumbo.
1: Well, well, it's then. it's not my fault she like shit the bed in her big title matches this year like you know I don't know what can I do about that
2: yeah they were both pretty weak I'll, I'll give you that yeah I feel like everything else she's done has been really fun though.
1: yeah
0: one was built on uh, on less than forty eight hour notice mm-hmm. well I mean and, she... and
2: the other one was a, a Shuri match she was never going to thrive in like I like just looking back at it I feel like that was not her match to do good in. It's okay. We have a lot to talk about. We don't have to get yeah. into the- <laughs>
1: Um So the next match on the card was a 15-minute time limit draw between Kairi and Utami Hayashishta. Um, this was just a brief taste of what they can do. Uh, because, I mean, this is obviously a match that you're going to do down the line for the, uh, the IWGP Women's Championship. So, um, I don't know. I-, I guess they had other plans to run this match on this show. And then we're like, we might as well do it anyway um and then just decided to do a a, you know just a quick draw to to keep them both fresh but you know also giving people kind of a nice view of what their eventual match could be um what really stands out to me or what stood out when i watched this was like in the space of a year from dropping the red belt to now utami has improved so much in just her all around yeah, like it's it's really, it's just really interesting because I feel like 2022 has just allowed her to try more stuff and get a feel for herself a little bit more. And she's just a lot more at home now and knows what works and what works for her. Um, I think that was really eminent here where, I mean, she went in there with Kyrie, and, and the thing with Kyrie is she gives her opponents all the room possible to showcase themselves. And I think Utami took that and, and ran with it quite well.
2: Now, Alex, you know that the, the thing I hate doing most is saying I told you so, um, but I fucking told everybody i swear to god like every everybody was like oh well utami's utami just seems good on these like on these smaller shows and in this five star because like she hasn't had to do like the big match stuff and she you know and like yeah this was 15 minutes but i will say i was the first motherfucker to be like nah she's like she's like infinitely better right now than like she was a year ago and she is incredible and she is going to be like the second that they give her a rope she's going to take it and she's gonna fucking climb up the wall and i've been saying that for months And people see this match and they're like, oh, yeah, I think Utami is infinitely better than she was a year ago. I've been saying that. I've been saying that. It's crazy. I hate saying it,
0: but I told you so. It's it's crazy how you can just give uh, someone who you know is a very creative person and is pretty good at what they do uh, a space for them to get better outside of the spotlight. And they just do yep. because they want to get better. And it was uh, it was one of the things that uh, why I'm not mad at the real feud between Momo Watanabe and Utami that we never got the, the big match, the big blow-off, because that's fine. They are they decided to be kept uh, Rossi decided to keep them apart, so we will get that down the line. In future and will be much better than if we already gotten that before so like it's fine let the uh, champions cool down let them try different things let them have fun let them provide their star power to the tiny house shows and then like you can hit them up pretty quickly which is what Starm does very often
2: yeah uh, the time is great tommy's future goat straight up i've been saying it i'll continue saying it um as for the match i think Kyrie's blue gear clean as hell like absolutely like i loved it i don't know why i don't know what it was about it it just looked so fucking crisp i great gear um Miyu Amasaki, a real standout here uh because i didn't know that seconds were allowed to just stop wrestlers from doing moves and I found that they really fucking funny. Like, that was hilarious that she's like, nah, I ain't gonna let you do that. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck do you mean? Why haven't you done this for every Away time match? What are you doing? Um,
0: It's uh, because yeah. the, the air quotes story arc for Kyrie is that she she went through whole Queen's Quest and finished the year with Utami. So and Miu was one of yeah, the she, people she, she has be, been she beat up. She has
2: been feuding with Queen's Quest. That's that's interesting yeah. when you think about it. That's like one of the most because she have not even mentioned.
0: Yeah, because she's not there too often. So like, she's been with. She imagine if she won the white belt, the and this yeah. match would have been for the white belt. It would have made the whole all the sense in the world, and it would have been clear story uh, running through uh, through the whole year.
2: No, I totally agree. Um, and then Kyrie no sold the hijack bomb. So, Tommy, please get a new finisher. I am begging you. Please stop. Okay. Yeah. And now we're good.
1: That right. was that match. Good match. Okay.
2: I, I want more, though. I was like, damn. I, like, this is not enough. Give me more. You could just sense that they were like holding out. And I was like, I want more.
1: <laughs> You're in luck because I mean, they're going to redo it. That's uh that's oh, for 100%. Sure. Um uh to, to velke again um wh- how how well do these two come across in the venue because i mean we all know tommy's like mega star and and so is Kyrie. like does that come across when you're there
0: yeah, okay um i was cheating i decided to run to get the coffee okay. <laughs> when Utami started when Utami started her entrance, I was like, oh, they will be doing their entrances for like 10 minutes. I can go oh, grab yeah. a coffee. So I, I ran through uh, the whole venue because uh, all the Vend- vending machines have been sold out. Only one <laughs> at the end of the venue was still still have hot coffee in it. So I bought the hot coffee, came back and Kyrie was uh, in the middle of her entrance. So I missed uh, Utami's entrance. But what I will say that uh, when the match was ending, the people around me bought the hijack bomb. So it cool. was... Yeah, 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 yeah. They bought the hijack bomb and when uh, Kairi uh, rolled through the ropes out to the outside, it was like there were uh, disappointing sounds around me.
2: People want to see Tommy get the dub.
0: Tommy? Yes, is... Utami's they, the girl. They do. Utami's that girl they, they, d- they do. Uh, it's it's it was uh, like uh, the it was really interesting to at least my section so, because uh, as I said the venue is it's basically vertical so you do not hear too many people uh, on your left or on your right side from the other sections you hear the people just around you because how the venue is uh, built mm-hmm. so. Uh, listening to the crowd and what they were clapping for, what they were reacting to, uh, the obviously the homegrown people, the people who these fans have the biggest connection to were uh, receiving the uh, biggest reactions. But when Utami picked Kyrie up and then dropped her for a hijack bomb, there were like... As I said, gasps and uh, vocal reactions, and then the disappointed vocal reactions when Kyrie rolled through and got uh, to do the to do the elbow. So like they wanted uh, Utami to win this match a lot.
2: I can't believe you left during the one match that they were like, "Hey, pay attention to the entrances for this one,"
0: and you Yeah, I know, but, That's but crazy. there was the the intermission was after it. After this match,
1: wasn't it? And <laughs> yeah, uh, you, I, I knew uh, you. You had one job, okay. You had one job. <laughs> this is disgraceful. Like this
2: was the entrance match, okay.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, I, 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 but I, I'll, I'll be honest to you. I needed a coffee. If I didn't get the coffee, I would have fallen asleep in the next match. Like no, for sure. I
2: was. You can't, you, you can't be. Yeah, honest I was, been,
0: I was dying. I was dying from jet lag because, uh, and we were we went for beers beforehand, so like I I was three beers, three oh or four God. beers deep, and I need to go. Fucking valve came Wow. All
1: right. Um, well,
0: a man from Republic is enjoying his holiday in well. Japan. So
1: <laughs> that's valid. Yes. Um. Anyway, the the next match on the show then was um. Uh, the prominent team of Hiragi Kurumi, Suzu Suzuki, and Risa Sarah beating Momotanabe, Starlight Kid, and Saki Kashima to become the new Artist of Stardom champions. Uh, Suzu got the win over Saki Kashima with a German suplex in 16 minutes. Um, so, uh, Starlight Kid, because she is her, um, had a bike to, to use as a weapon, and oh. was taunting Suzu with the Chirin Chirin stuff, which for... Uh, People who don't know, uh, when Suzu first debuted before becoming a deathmatch weird girl, uh, she was the, uh, the bicycle girl in, in Ice Ribbon because her, her debut had to get delayed because I think she got hurt riding a bike. So uh, her gimmick for the first while in Ice Ribbon was she would yell, cheer in, cheer in at people and uh, spear them and stuff. It was, it was very good. You know what's wild is
2: I totally forgot that it was the same person until like very recently oh my god until like a few days ago like because like i knew the the bicycle girl from ice ribbon i I knew that story and i know who the fuck suzu suzuki is mm-hmm. but i did not connect the dots at all until like this match that was incredible yeah you were incredible because like because like darren darren kept saying i was like wait really?
1: <laughs> and then I remember I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Where did you um, think she went? What did you think happened to Bicycle Girl?
2: I don't know. There are plenty of like meme wrestlers. Not meme wrestlers. I don't want to say it like that. But like, whatever happened to Golden Karen?
1: She never even debuted. <laughs> she was just a Twitter exactly. thing. Exactly.
2: That's what I mean. Like, I, I, She, she I is
1: literally
0: just... a meme wrestler. She is literally a meme wrestler. She is definition of a meme wrestler. She yeah. is, she she is, is, is the just a meme wrestler,
2: yes. <laughs> she's not even a wrestler; just a meme. That's exactly like, like I don't fucking know. Like, what, what, like, what, what's gonna happen to Risa Farah? Like, what if she just never comes back and she's just forever just not Risa Sarah? Like, that's her entire gimmick is not Risa Sarah. Like,
0: she's
1: very tall. That's enough.
2: Yeah, and she's tall.
1: Hey, you leave Risa Fella out of this, man. She's.
2: Oh, no, I think she's dope, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, like there are plenty of, like, wrestlers who only exist in the internet for me. You know what I mean? That's fair. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, um, what, what did you think of this match, Dylan?
2: I thought this was fun. I Like, I think the... Like, you have problems with, like, the plunder matches in Storm because they're kind of... Uh, I don't know. They don't really... They never really go far enough, I guess. And not even, like, they have to go further, but, like, just small things like Suzu... Like, they didn't do any chair shots to anywhere but the back. Mm. And I was like, that's really lame. Like, Suzu like, had to, like, turn her head. And I was just like, oh, you could tell that that's just, like, not how she naturally does it. Like, it like there were just certain flow things about that that weren't really crazy, that I wasn't crazy about. But, like, the spots were great. They, I think Prominence are, like, some of the most innovative and, like, creative uh, deathmatch wrestlers that aren't named Kasai. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think they are incredibly smart. And really uh I don't know, just creative with it. So I enjoyed a lot of the spots. Um Momo got her like Momo got fucked so bad with the with the kendo stick that she was like, you know because she did the bat and the kendo stick thing. And then the the bat goes flying and Momo's like, Okay, I brought another bat. She brings out a barbed wire bat and I was like, God damn Momo, that's crazy. Um, she didn't use it much, but I thought that was cool. And yeah, uh Saki Kashima did not do shit for the first like 90% of the match, then she got fucking fire thunder drivered through a table from the top rope. She's a fucked fucker. Like, that was crazy. Um, and then Risa Sarah spent half the match building up a tower of chairs that got knocked down off camera.
0: That's so funny. It yeah. was super funny. It was super funny because was the spot? cool? Uh, cause I didn't see it. <laughs> I, I No, it was just pushed over. Oh my god. It just <laughs> fell down randomly, on accident I think. Okay. I think it was not supposed... I think someone was supposed to dive through it and it never happened because it fell down. So they uh, so they scrapped the spot because she was building it for so long, oh, yeah. so long and then it just fell down. It's,
1: it's, it's, uh, and it was like
0: I was I I was like looking at her building the The pyramid of chairs, and I was I was thinking, okay, so who's going to, who's going to, what's going to happen with this chair? Are are we going to do the dumb, uh, let's run the bike into the pyramid of chairs, and the chairs fall fall down on us, or are we going to throw someone into it, or what what is going to happen? And then it just fell down (laughs) because someone, I I think someone was, uh, fighting around it or something like that.
2: Someone said Momo kind of went into it. And then it fell down. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Some something like that. I think, I think it was just before this uh, plan spot was supposed to go on, so they decided to not to rebuild the pyramid and to just choose a, to just move on because it was ruined already and it it didn't have uh, it did not matter anymore. Uh, on account of the reactions, one woman who was sitting. Uh, just one row below me to to my right, was really invested in Oedotai and was buying into them suffering. So that was good. And otherwise, uh, as I said, if I didn't get a coffee, I would have fell asleep because this match was not for me. And even though I love the Oedotai team and I'm sad that they lost, uh, but I really much enjoyed the match if it was just straight, Teos match because I think the combination would have been much more fun Uh, but at least Risa Sera got revenge on Saki Kashima for uh, revivaling her in the 5 star and by the way revival there was the one bright spot of the match that was whole arena bought whole arena bought it as whole arena bought it as a finish like that was a finish that if that uh, if that finished the match people would have audibly exploded I think because I think, that think
2: that's the sorry for interrupting I think that's the beauty of the trio right I think that's I haven't been a fan of the Oedo Tell match that much as much as a lot of our people. But I think the beauty is that in these artist matches, um there's always a hanger, right? There's always a an anchor. So like when prominence loses the belts it's going to be karumi. She's going to she's going to be yes. the one taking the fall. With Saki, like and you're going to notice when she is left out to dry, eventually that it's like okay, this is the finishing pair. Karumi's going to take the fall to X wrestler, right? With Saki, that's never the case cuz she's the one who's going to take the fall at the end of the day, but she's also the one who takes most of the, who wins most of the falls for the team. So you never quite know What's coming, right? Because like, there's no way Kid's gonna get pinned for the belt. Like, it's going to be Saki, but Saki's also gonna be the one that's fucking pinning everybody, regardless of who she's wrestling. So I think that was one great thing is that Saki Hashima's like, her, 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 the revival is just a great move, and it made this entire reign really, really well done because it kind of turned that formula of an artist match on its head. So, uh, yeah, I, I can imagine that it was a big pop from the arena yeah
0: yeah it was it was uh the as i said audibly reacted when she did her first revival it was it was it's so so good so it the belt for her for this one singular move for this one singular wrestler in this bloody company is it was it was so it's been so good so great i think she's the best booked uh, wrestler in the company literally it is <laughs>
1: Long live, like
0: for for, for for what she does and for what she's supposed to be, she's like perfect,
2: yeah. But Suzuki better, yeah. No. Uh, and she has about no. now,
0: so.
1: Listen,
0: long live Saki.
1: Not that Saki, yeah,
0: I agree with Alex, yeah. Not
1: that Saki, yeah, not, not 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 Saki. Um, anyway, that was uh, that was that match, uh, presumably. Prominence will hold these belts until they lose to whoever wins Triangle Derby or or whatever they do there. Um. Now, the next match on the show was the Goddess of Stardom Championship match. The team of you and Nanai Takahashi beat Meltier when you hit the last ride on Natsupoi in sixteen minutes to uh, win the tag belts. So, um, uh, lot,
0: lot... can can I can I jump? Can I jump in the front of the line? I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Right uh when, when when that finish happened, me and two other people who I was with, we were high fiving.
1: As you should, yeah. I and mean... we were so happy. Oh,
2: this was no. yeah, yeah. the biggest top of the it's, night for me. The
0: Seedling like, faction, the seedling faction, the seedling G-Link faction <laughs> successfully <laughs> successfully win won. Uh one of the people one of the people I was with uh were the Sari Yoshiko uh hoodie, uh the the seedling face mask and nana uh t shirt with nana cheering uh Oops. cheering blanket. Oh, oh great, great. <laughs> okay. Good okay, how long have
2: you been out in Japan
0: now? Uh two three days, four days. In
2: in, in just three, four days you have seen you win two championships in person. Yes. <laughs> that is yes. beautiful.
0: So, so good so good
2: is a wonderful so good. way to spend your to spend your holiday well, that is that's great
1: no he also got to see uh not yet plastered through the ring that, is...
2: dude, that was crazy because here, here's you...
1: the thing nice. mel-tier, meltier made themselves heels when they like were mean to waka um and i was like i yeah. hope you squishes tom like a bug and then nanai was like hold it i'm gonna smack the shit out of this woman so uh I got to see Meltier get destroyed physically, uh, just days yeah. after they were mean to Waka. So that this was perfect. I know NSA were meant to be heels and whatever, but like they're they baby faces now. Um, now, the match was great. I thought this was great. Very like, good. Not only was it really good, oh, yeah. it was like really fun tag team action. But then when it wasn't a tag match, it was physical as hell. Like as I said, it was Nanai and Tam slapping the shit out of each other. It was you and Natsupoi trading forearms and chops. Uh, you is is just on a crazy run in Stardom. Uh, every every time she gets to do anything, it's it's fantastic. Um, and her, the finishing stretch with her and Natsupoi was really really good. Uh, her last ride finisher looks amazing. She plows these people through the ring without mercy. It is it is amazing. Um, and
2: Daichi sat on it, too. Yeah. Like, that was that was the beauty of it, was that Daichi just, like, kind of looked at Poi and was like, is this bitch alive? <laughs> and then he counted. And it was just like, damn. Because like, the thing is, yeah. is that they, and I, I said this, I was talking to Scott about it a little bit yesterday um, on his show, but they aren't going to pin you, right? Yeah. Similar to how I said that they aren't going to pin SLK, they aren't going to min Suzu for the artist match, they aren't going to pin you here, right? And when I started noticing that you... Was beating the fuck out of Natsupoi. I was like, I don't like Natsupoi's rolling her up. I don't think that's where we're going with this. And I was like, what are they gonna do? And then you just kept bludgeoning her, and then hit the the last ride. And I was like, oh fuck, we're here now. Are they gonna do? And then I just I yelped like I yelped at fucking four in the morning. Like I yelped in my chair. I jumped on my chair. I was like, oh my god! Like it was great. Obviously, I'm a big Seven Up supporter. I'm a big Nanai guy a Nanaism, passion lives forever. Um and obviously you've been having an absurd year. One of the best one of the best women's wrestlers of the year in my opinion. Um it it it, it was just incredible. The match was great. I would say that the first couple of minutes I wasn't too fond of. Uh I think it was Nanai and Natsupoy. It felt very heavy handed. It felt very like, okay, when are we going to get to like the actual like substance? Mm. Instead of just Nanai kinda of like toying with Natsupoy for a bit. But then as soon as like Nanai and T- Tam locked up it really just like hit like a seventh gear and was just going from there um, and i also said this yesterday you is just a different animal in these late stages yeah. right like if you get her in there for the last like 5 minutes of a tag match you're going to get a good match like it's just like it's just going to happen
0: um, she, is really she is such a different she's such a different wrestler that uh, had her first bigger title match against io mizunami and seedling last year uh, yep. a year and a half ago that was like the breaking point for me because that was her first big big test, and I thought she felt the test. Uh, but uh, she has uh, discovered what uh, she's been doing. Uh, she has been doing wrong, and she has corrected everything she's been doing wrong. And she is now, as you said, one of the best wrestlers, uh, female women wrestlers in the world right now. And I really think think that, and her. I am really not sure about her single stuff but her tag rounds her tag stuff with anyone with literal anyone she is the always the best part of the of all the tag matches uh, it's incredible and I hope I hope they do not lose the tag titles anytime soon because <laughs> i am really enjoying that this run really they are uh,
2: losing the no match they're
0: not world climax yeah I, I i know i know yeah. i know but still i can hope
1: you can um now we we do have to keep things a bit brief because we're almost at like we're going we're going a bit long um yeah. i do have i do have to ask uh okay what what is double frontier like <laughs> in person like what's that experience <laughs> of seeing them do the whole shtick is it more or less like cringe?
0: Uh, you mean how I was trying uh, to boo under my breath <laughs> and do, do the down fingers, down thumbs, because I'm an asshole? Uh, <clears throat> no. it's uh, In the big Arena, uh, it's spectacular. It's like the colors, the music, the choreography works in bicarina. Arena. It sucks in in the small arena Mm -hmm. and it's it's like they are uh the the costumes uh like their entrance gear is perfect for them i think that the the person who did the gear did them uh made them look like stars and they if they stopped Doing the bloody choreography in the small <laughs> venues, it would be much, much better. I don't like the song, uh personally, but I think That's they fun. it works for them so well. And makes them so hateable for me.
2: Bailed. Um
1: I well I don't hate them, but um I, I, I understand. I do. I don't know
2: how people hate the song. I I think it, it's like it's a great one song. of the better, songs yeah. It's,
1: it's pretty good. Um, in the
0: I I I don't like it. I just I just don't. It's uh, it's like the whole whole thing about them is too sugary for me. It's just <laughs> too much, too okay. much. And like
2: they are too much. I but think I think that's the best way to yeah, say it. They are just yeah,
0: too much. Yeah, they are too much. But like that, uh, it works for them, and it works for these two perfectly.
1: Alright, um now our next match on the show was a Wonder of Stardom Championship match. It was Sayakamatani uh beating Haruka Umasaki with a Frankensteiner in sixteen minutes. Um I mean it, it took them a little while to really get working together. Um they did some very strange stuff at the start. Um and I think somebody was saying that like Umasaki got like clocked from the apron bump to, at the very start. Um so I believe it, it. it took them a while to get into it, um, but I enjoyed the meat of the match. Um, it was, it was, it was enjoyable. Um, I, I the finish was so strange; like it just ended out of nowhere. But also, Sai so like, has done that a couple times. Yeah, but do, do you need to do a flash pin on somebody that you've presented as like? Didn't she nothing flash geek? pin Saki?
2: Maybe or she flash pin somebody who know. like really doesn't matter. Hey, Mecca. Yeah, she in Jamaica.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, Himeka, after Himeka she kicked of
0: out of the well,
1: Himeka matters more than Umasaki in the storylines. Like they've made Umasaki into nothing more than I, a I pet, think... and yet, you know, yeah. Saya needed a Flash Pin to beat her. It was just I strange... don't think it's
2: a I don't think it's a need. I think it's just like a way to be. I mean, it's, I think it's more Marufuji than it is, who's a fucking lame person who uses a roll up. It's it's more of a it's more of a Marafuji than a yo. No offense to yo, but like it's it's not so much of like a necessity. It's more so just like oh well, I went for the Firebird. I don't feel like going back up on the top rope. I'll just roll her up. Fuck um, it. Like yeah. I, I think it's it's that more so than it is anything I, else. And it's like it's outworking her because it's not like it's like this like intricate roll up. Like that is just her simply being better <laughs> by being able to I, just hit a Hurricane Rana and beat you.
0: I think it's. It works for uh, for this show uh, because the the splash is just uh, a small house finisher. So I was not expecting Umesaki to be. Uh, she was not hit by the move by the move anyway. But if uh, Saya had hit it, uh, she would not have pinned her with, with the move. So, and I think it's better that she doesn't do Phoenix Splash until she faces Mina uh, for the belt again. So I expect her to uh, to finish uh, the next challenger with uh,
1: with the Frankensteiner as well Um
2: yeah, so can we talk about how fuck the white belt is?:
1: Yeah, no, I mean, very it's it's, it's, in, it's going in some weird directions. Um, I, I kind of wanted to just double check. okay. Uh, uh, were people just didn't did they not care about this match live like was it as cold as completely we dead completely yes, dead okay completely dead all right
0: there was uh, after the the apron bump and then the weird saya move whatever uh, mm-hmm. like from my angle she flipped it, it, and hit, exactly hit Umesaki, uh Umesaki on the head with her hands yes yes <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. I was she, was trying just to get, imaging, she was trying
2: right? to get Umisaki to back up. You could see her, like, putting her hand out okay. to like, back up a bit, and Umasaki just wasn't reading her at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then she just. Okay. She just did exactly uh, after... the exact
2: she was planning on doing. Yeah. She's like, fuck it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. style. Of course, after that, the mid part of the. Oh, uh, I will offer a thing about the star power. Umasaki had none. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, that's
0: fair. Like, none. Yeah, She did not project it to outside of maybe front seats. Uh, she felt like a hole when she entered the arena compared to, especially before, we had Meltier, we had Nanai and Yu, who both felt huge. <laughs> and then we had Saya coming just after her. So, like, uh, it was very stark. And then during the match the crowd was silent. There yeah. were polite clap there was polite clapping for some of the stuff. There were like few lonely people trying to get some other people to clap along, but they just fell silent when either Saya or Misaki tried to start crowd up. We clapped for a little while, and then we died down. It was like it was so sad. It was so bad and so sad. And
1: Alex, please go
0: go with the with the direction, probably.
1: All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Stardom made its own bed there with with the poor presentation of Umasaki. Um... I
2: think I think the interesting thing about Umasaki is that it's like they put someone who doesn't have big spots against the most spotty wrestler. And, like, I didn't realize that until, like, it, like, kind of, like, the match set in, that I was, like, Umasaki doesn't really have, like, these big moves to combat Saya's big moves that will, like, pop the crowd. You know, like, she does, like, drop kicks. Yeah. She's a very fundamentalist wrestler, right? And that works sometimes. I mean, Dynamite and Sai, outside of her top two moves, super fundamentalist. And I, I loved a lot of her matches. She's She's great. But... In this sort of situation where it's like you need to really show yourself, you, you, it's a real showcase, you're you're being put on a stage way bigger than you've ever been on before, and you really need to like live up to the expectations, they really chose the strangest wrestler uh, combination, right? Because it's like Saikamitani does every move you've ever seen, and her Saki does four moves. And she does them well, don't get me wrong, she does them well, but it's just a strange matchup to make. From Storm's part, I thought the match was really good. I was a fan of it, but really strange Definitely. decision overall, and the wipeout entire direction is strange.
0: If I was a conspiracy nut, I'd say that this match was assassination of Umesaki. Like Jeez. I cannot Im- I cannot imagine like seeing her unless they rehabil- rehabilitate her. Or she really just turns karma,
2: like yeah. There's no way that this is worse than karma. I'm gonna be real. Like that's just a t- that's a
0: that's uh, yes. Yeah, of dick. course it's of course it's it's not worse than karma. Karma is worse shit ever. <laughs> but uh, but like if if this was like if I was reading too much into stuff, I'd say this this was attempt to assassinate her, like to make her. Not viable wrestler in at least next two years as like to to challenge for anything. Anybody. Yeah,
2: Rossi Rossi and... has beef with Kyoko, dating from something in like 2000, <laughs> and he just felt like getting back. Well, at he, her
1: saw, he saw he saw Maron and was like, oh, shit, I got to nerf one of these kids." Like, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, no, uh,
0: it's it's like I, I, I think I think the intent was probably that she was supposed to be Karma, but Karma is a uh, complete uh, failure, so... <sighs> we'll
1: see. Yeah. I don't even want to question the intent. It was dumb. That's fair. Um, Now, after the match, uh, Saya got on the the microphone and she first challenged... Uh, well, she asked Mina Shirakawa to make her way up to the ring, and um, she essentially said, like, uh, I want you to have your rematch for this belt, but uh, I want to wait until you're at your best. So um, I'm gonna spread my wings. You're gonna get better, and we're gonna have the match eventually, right? So that was that was the 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 Mina thing. And then Saya so said, "Okay, but for my next challenger, uh, where's Amisore? <laughs> uh, I was just like, this "Please don't." Crying. I was like, "Please, you do you don't have to do this. We don't need to run this back. Like we're all okay." Um, but um, only bad match all yeah. year. Yeah, like Ami's the next yeah. challenger, and Ami's not ready for that spot. The
0: worst five star match. Yeah, like the worst five star match of the year. Yeah, what, what, yeah. I mean, like well, well, no, there,
2: there was the bad ones, but it's... definitely bottom ten.
1: Yes, well, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, that's gonna die a death because I like that's gonna follow up Kid versus Azmi, probably. Like that's you're just asking for it there.
2: No, I think I, I think Kid Azmi
1: might main event. I don't that's know. That's I, I I, I feel like the white belt will about. always go on last, but um.
0: Uh, I think that's. a uh, kid said that she has one thing that she wants and it, I think that that's what she will want and it's in Nagoya so I think that's going to work possibly, I hope because
2: yeah, they were close to main eventing last year with Boy, mm. and is a way bigger star than Ami is
1: that's true we'll have to wait and see um,
2: but I, I will say that uh, this white belt is in dire, dire condition um, going into this Julia reign because I, I was talking about it. If Mina does win the white belt, which at this point it looks like she's going to win it and probably drop it pretty soon after, um, it's going to be hard for the white belt division uh, to even think about surviving a Julia reign. As red belt champion, like it, it is going to be like Mina is going to drown as white belt champion.
1: Well, if she does belt. I don't know if Mina gets it because they've very much set up Kid as, as a potential well. I think well. Kid
2: would also drown. But this, <laughs> I think that's the, like
1: issue. this promo made it seem like Mina is going to get it because Mina, as well, in her backstage comments is like, I want one thing, like, I want that belt. So both her and Saya are kind of saying hey that's the match but like if mina's white belt champion for a yokohama arena show who who the hell does she face like do you even put a white belt match on that show you know because nothing nothing against mina but the like, only Sia... challenger
2: mina has is hameka tam Unama. yeah but those are the only three and all of those sound pretty bad for
1: yokohama <laughs> that's show. true yeah like that like i think Saya is just such a a much bigger name than mina at the moment, and I don't think that's crazy. I mean, she's been champion for over a year. Like, that's that's obviously going to be. No, case. you're
2: not wrong. But like, and I think I think the thing is, is that depending, sorry, for interrupting. Right. But the thing, is, depending on like the layout, I imagine Mina Saya could happen in Osaka the same day that the tag match is happening. Yeah. Um, because I don't think unless they save it for Yokohama, which.
1: It no. Sounds like a crazy idea. Well, yeah, no, you can't you can't really do that because um
0: they have to draw crowds in between.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think I think you need you would need a bigger match than than that. Um and also I I feel like they want to free up Saya. I I'm on the ball that Saya versus Kyrie is is a a match for that show. See, you probably want see, to free You know what up I was Sia. thinking? What?
2: Depending on how heavy-handed they want to go into the the uh What's it called? The inter promotional
1: promotion, stuff?
2: Yeah. I can see Aphrodite challenging Seven Up on mm. that show. If they really want to make that tag, melt, that tag match mean something and they want to maximize their people uh, and maximize how many matches are, are like star studded, I could see them run with that if Utami isn't challenging Julia and Saya isn't challenging Kyrie, because there are other people who can take those spots yeah. very easily. Uh, then I can definitely see them putting Aphrodite back in the tag division to do some stuff, uh, and you know, I mean that match in the in the in the tag league was great. Mm-hmm. I I have no problem with them running that back, and I think Aphrodite after both of their tower runs could use some time being like, you know, focusing a little bit on tag team stuff. I've said this forever, but I, I can see them doing that if Saya loses the belt before Yokohama. But she uses it if she loses it before Yokohama. It's against Kid or against Mina, and that still sounds kind of like I, Kid has a lot more avenues. Uh, but it it still sounds a bit like the white belt is going
0: to be struggling the, for a while. The only the only difference is that if Mina gets it in Osaka, then she's going to drop it in Yokohama to Kid.
2: But Mina and that's Kid true. means nothing. That's I feel true. like that's like that's like but the worst
0: match could run. That doesn't matter. Kids going to win the. You you
1: could just not do no, a white belt match on that show because I mean I, I don't oh, think Dream Slam yeah. had a white had an all Atlantic title match like if if there, if your show is big crossover matches I don't think you need a white belt match um unless maybe Mina defends
2: against fucking a TJPW wrestler oh god please GSM don't please don't people. please don't.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know the white belt the white belt looked like it was going to be really interesting and then they said. We're gonna telegraph Mina, and we're gonna involve Ami. and it's like, oh, okay. So um,
0: after after the worst match on the yeah, show, Yes.
1: it's it's like this felt like the. Where big... is
2: Mariah? I want Mariah to win the belt. Yeah, honestly, please.
1: let's get back on that Mariah train. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's the be the, the, the pre- preempting Mina is is odd because. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait 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 Alex, please sorry. Remember what you were <laughs> saying in the spring. Where you were big <laughs> Ami Sore fan and, and big
2: hated.
0: hated. Ryan, okay. Yeah. Okay, That's okay. Ooh, ooh. Who now was the on the, the right side?
1: How <laughs> the times change. Do, do you do you want to stay on the show? I can like okay, I could kick you out of the <laughs> server. Like <laughs> I'm not afraid. The show will finish fifteen minutes faster if I do. <laughs> it's true. Um, <laughs> No, but um, no, but them them preempting Mina is is quite interesting because Stardom does like to show their hand, but I'm also like I'm so hesitant to buy into them going in on Mina, so I I don't really know. I still think Kid will be the one to to do it eventually, um, but with that we are on to the big one, main event. Uh, so, the main event of this show was the World of Stardom Championship match. It was Julia beating Siri in 29 minutes and 50 seconds with a glorious northern lights bomb. And no, that is not me putting on an adjective. Um, that's an adjective, right? I don't, glorious, I don't teach yes, English. Um,
2: Look at the adjective play.
1: All right. Um, but yeah, so it's, the, uh, it's not me putting putting words on there. Uh it is called the Glorious Northern Lights Bomb. It's a variant that kind of mixes uh kind of mixes the wind the up of track. the Glorious Driver with the uh Northern Lights Bomb. So this match, alright, uh huge praise coming from this match already. Uh Dave Meltzer rated it earlier today. He gave it four point seven five stars. Uh on Cage Match, it currently has a nine point six six after one hundred and twenty votes. It is one of the highest rated matches of the year on there. Uh, it's currently the highest rated match of the past month on there by 0.06 ahead of uh, F- FTR versus the Briscoes, which was another great match. Um, so there's so much obviously to talk about for, with to do with this match. Um, I think first get yeah, into can like he would give yeah. gone five on it? Yeah, listen, I I, I don't I don't know about it. like I I
2: personally don't have it as like a five out of five. Like I don't have it as a ten out of ten. But I I would think that he would go five, but it doesn't yeah. matter.
1: Going. Um. So I think we'll just start with the match itself, and then we'll try and stick on that. Um. This was this was their best match yet. Like I feel like they cut out all of the like there was just no dead space in this. They were just going for it they were just going for as at a war from the very beginning um i think as it went on they just managed to escalate it and escalate it while also selling physicality and selling the tiredness and really just getting across the fact that this was they were leaving everything in there and um one of the things that i thought was genius was uh julia hit the northern lights bomb the first time with a few minutes left and Shuri kicked out mm-hmm. and shiri hit her, her super finisher as well so instead of waiting for the two to hit their super moves it was like what the, like what are they gonna do like what move is gonna win this is there gonna be a winner there was a few minutes here where i thought they're going to a draw because they both it sure. both done the killer move that usually wins matches like these right so it became a thing of what is going to win this match. So I think that really added to the final stretch of this. That made the drama that much more uh that made all of the moves that much better because it wasn't a case of me going okay when is she going to hit the northern lights bomb it was what the hell is she going to pull out to win this match or can she win this match? And I thought that was um I just thought that was genius to 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 get the two biggest moves out of the way. That you're you were just fully in on. Okay, what is actually going to end this match? Um, you, they were taking. And, uh, so, they were taking the uh, so, uh,
0: then they did the tribute spots. So you, so that was obviously the intention because if they did their big moves early and then did their uh, tribute spots for different people, mm-hmm. then. Every single one of them could have won the match. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that definitely um, And th-
0: it felt like that.
1: Yeah. Um I didn't recognize the tiger literally at first because um Julie Julie now. just spiked her like it was a ganzo bomb. <laughs> I was like, What the hell is this? <laughs> um but yeah, like they were they were taking hellacious bumps, um, like the move, the creativity was great, the the they were like actively tired, like they were doing the moves sloppily like you would do moves if you were dead after 28 minutes it was it was brilliant like stuff like that um the i i thought the tribute spots were a little bit odd uh micah and Jamaica's moves getting pulled out i was kind of like all right sure um and not, i think that's move got pulled out at one point and i was kind of like i don't fully get why you're doing this because it's not like DDM and God's Eye really feuded after the turn. Had there, had there been a lot of hatred between them, and maybe, um, but I, I mean, I guess Siri beat well, Mike and each, in this reign. So yeah, that makes sense. Say. But even then, I'm kind of like, I, I don't know if that was like a DDM thing, but I, yeah, I, I, it think, just, it was I think this was. I,
0: I felt, I felt Julia was. These are all the people that brought me to this spot. And she did them one by one by one by one. Hmm. And the the thing, one of the funny, one of the good things she did was that she not attempted don't... to pin pin sure after the the Mika move. She went directly into Himeka's move and tried to get and got an for after that because uh, you cannot because they are the tag team, so you use their moves in tandem. You do not space them out. Uh, the, it was it was really well thought out, and I like the tricky spots. I like I, I liked that section of the match a lot.
2: That was my favorite part of the match. Um, I I think and I think the meaning of it was dope as well because let's think about Micah was the first T. Te- well, not the first. Andras was was the first member of DDM that wasn't Julia. Mm-hmm. She was the first person that Julia aligned with. And Micah was the first person to ever beat. Julia in a singles match with the concussion bomb um and hana was like hana so i i really i liked that i the I wasn't as crazy about the match as everybody else was uh i I thought it was like easily one of the best matches of the year um but like i I still have it like around their match from earlier this year uh in terms of just, like, how I consider it. Because I feel like, early on, it was maybe a little bit less than that match earlier this year, but then the end of this match was just my favorite, like, closing sequence I've seen in a very, very long time in wrestling. So, like, I really loved that Julia uh, did the Micah move and did the Hameka move and then did the the Tiger Lily. Um, And I thought that was great. And I, I think, I, I don't think that it was like a, a meaningless thing. I think that's the DDM thing. I've always felt like in companies like this, wrestlers should value their faction more uh, in character, right? Because I feel like it's often like, I feel like in, in companies like Stardom, you need to have that kind of camaraderie with your faction so that it like... Is believable right like that's the entire point of having factions is to be around each other and like uh grow because of one another and obviously in reality factions exist just because it's easier to book than individual people uh interacting at all times but i really like that julia kind of was like yeah i got here because ddm got me here and that's the only reason why i'm about to win the world championship and shuri was a big part of that you know like you said there wasn't a feud between God's Eye and ddm they were the same faction until very recently in my opinion but i think that the meaning of this match was more than oh it's shuri and julia it was more oh it's it's these two people who came into this company relatively together um one of them grew quicker and it was unexpected and she left. She won the world championship. She left the, the group. And Julia stayed true to DDM. She, you know, stuck with the vision she had from the start. And she looked back at that vision over the past three years that you've been talking about. That's like this whole arc of years and years of an arc since she came in uh, after bailing on Ice Ribbon. Um, this whole arc was like, who were the people that were monumental in it it was her teammates and it was hana and i mean konami could have been added in there uh but tam but fuck tam so it's like i I think that's i think i really liked that she did that and i thought it was a really beautiful thing um it's probably my favorite part of the match person
1: fair fair okay i mean i get it like i get it i just i think it didn't land with me the way it probably should have because i was just kind of like all right that's it's wild
2: that everything else landed with you though because like certain things just like didn't land with me, and I was like,
1: uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, that probably, was cool. They were just killing each other. I don't know. I like it. Um, Velke on just on the match. Um, w- was the crowd like super into it? Like were they like going on yes. with it? Yeah. Like, yes. Loudest of yes. the night. Yes. Yes. It. It. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's. It's.
0: I think. I think this was the match that. Uh, at least. Yeah. Uh, this is the match why I was uh why I was flew why I flew to Japan mm-hmm. like so I was of course I was invested uh but uh, I think the crowd as a whole I I usually looked at the woman I talked about uh before uh to see how how the local people react to people to stuff I watch on screen and she was very much invested in this as as I said she was invested in Momo and Kate in the hardcore match in which I was. Not invested at all, uh, and she was invested in this match as a whole. I think I'm not sure who she was cheering for more, uh, because I was very much more interested in the match itself. But the crowd felt like uh, they went on a journey with them. I'm not. I'm not sure if the crowd noticed that she did, for example, the L.I.K. finisher as well, the her half of it, uh, the the knee thing. Uh, way I think. yeah, and I'm I'm not sure if all the people in the crowd knew the dropkick and the tiger relay and uh, knew, the, knew why she did it. Uh, but it felt like the the crowd was very much invested. I think the I think the part that made the crowd invested in this match, especially is was the ramp spot because that's the first time that this spot ever happened in starro in modern Starom at least uh someone suplexed of the or thrown of the ramp to the chairs next to it it was sick
2: it was sick that's true
0: um so
1: i suppose the i'm trying to find a way to talk about it because it's so it's so like like, this this match was the conclusion to this like really long really well done chase for for julia to be to be red belt champion right like i think they deserve so much credit because i said this on twitter but like when she joined this company there was so much vitriol towards julia like people despise this woman Knew she'd be right rebel champion and they were going to push back, right? Like, they were going to hate it. Um, and instead, they managed to make it to a point where, like, she, she, like, we everybody's rooting for it to win this one because she's earned it. She's the main character of stardom, right? Like, she is the central point of stardom because of the work she's done and because Rossi's just let her, you know, do her thing and they've paced it all really well and they've booked it really well. Um, and like, I just think these past three-ish months, like, going from the Suzu match to this. This is the perfect conclusion to all that. And I I, I feel like this, you know, year will eventually be looked back at as, like, you know, Julia, the year that Julia just became stardom, almost. Like, you can't have stardom without Julia now. I think that that just was really drove home when I saw this finish, because nobody else could put on a match like this. Like, she is so smart in what she does, and she makes people get into it so much like this was this was the peak of everything that she's been going for and i i'm just i like what is she gonna do next is 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 so exciting to me but yeah i think um so much credit needs to go to stardom for peaking everything to this point where where, like so many people are desperate for her to win this match
2: alex is the guy who uh who got on the roman reigns bandwagon like 2015 and is like just now being like i was right you motherfuckers i was right like that's that's what alex is right now um but yeah i i do find it interesting cuz like i mean personally i haven't been i haven't been that julia guy you know what i mean i was still trying to figure out if she was any good like 6 months ago um cuz she had a serious inconsistency issue and her a lot of her big time stuff is still not my thing when it hits, it hits and here it did hit. Um, it was phenomenal. But I, I do definitely see what you were what you're saying and that like everybody kind of saw us coming. I mean, we we saw it coming a year ago. I think my boy Sprite was like, you know, now is way better than it would have been a year ago mm-hmm. uh had they swapped out the Sherry Julia uh stuff because oh. I, I don't know if she was fully ready for it a year ago. Um, if go on,
0: I I think that uh, when Shurei came into the company, I was super elated because she was one of the first wrestlers that I found connection to. Um, as I said, this match was the reason why I flew to Japan, paid exorbitant uh, airplane tickets and such, uh, because I wanted to see Shurei enter the uh, the sumo hall as a champion for the last time in the in the main event. Uh, which I did, I knew she was going to lose, that's fine, but uh, I was talking somewhere else on Twitter, or on Discord somewhere, about how Shuri was booked, and I was saying, in before the Utami match, the the draw, the, the one that started it all, I was saying, uh, or rather after that, Someone was saying that uh, it was an accident that she was, uh, that uh, Rossi decided to give her the title because she got the uh, five and a half stars from Meltzer. That's complete bullshit. <laughs> if you look at how she was booked, she was, she never lost. She was always winning. She never, she took Three, she took f- uh, two losses in her first five star. It One was to Azumi and the other was to Konami. Okay, so notice the, uh, the pattern, uh, who she lost to. Uh, she, she was able to uh, avenge all uh, she lost to Mayu uh, in her uh, title shot. That's fine because it's Mayu. She was able to avenge that loss and she was able to avenge every single loss she yeah. suffered from year 2017 until today. And last year, she got revenge back on Risa Serra. Risa Serra beat her back. They, they are right now 2-2. Two and two. To, to uh, this the day, only per- I
2: don't think anybody in Starm has beaten her twice. No. Nobody has
0: a winning record against
2: Yeah, exactly. Nobody has a winning record against her.
0: And the only person who has she not beaten after she came back from the UFC stint is Chihiro Hashimoto. Yeah. That's so she has came back in late say. 2019 and she has beaten everyone but Chihiro Hashimoto. Chihiro Hashimoto has a win uh, over her last time. And there she is 2 2 with Risa Sera and is 1 1 with. Uh, Mayu Iwatani or One 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 or something like that. One, one. So, like, she, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, was the post match promo uh, Julia uh, talked to Shuri translated because she used the word I know, I know a few monsters like Bakemono, and that's a monster. Yeah. yeah. I was calling her a monster. She was booked like a monster, and there need there needed to be a monster slayer who killed her who kills her at the end. And this is what Julia uh, achieved. She killed the monster that mm-hmm. has been ruling the whole for for almost four years now. Like this, that's an achievement by itself. Uh, I don't think that the reigns could have been reversed. This is the way you do it, yeah. because you build a monster for someone to slay and that someone is now a champion and uh, will rule the stardom their own way. And it, It's it's much better that uh, I don't believe that Julia was supposed to be a champion before this. I don't believe that. I think Shuri was always supposed to be the champion before Julia and Julia was supposed to defeat her. And this was the way they got to it.
1: Yeah, I mean like they, they've clearly had a plan right? I mean, obviously the plan got changed with, you know everything that happened with with Hannah and Arisa and, and all that sort of stuff um but like they've definitely laid everything out for for this Julia Carnation because she deserves it you know like i uh like she's the one of those people who's going to lead the way if stardom wants to grow and i i think they're going to i think it's no um there's no coincidence that they're going into this like big 2023 with her as champion you know, like she's always been the one, um, and I feel like there's few that offer what she does, kind of on on all levels. Um, and I think as as Velke was saying, like the her, like they built Suri up to the point where just beating her was was massive for for Julia, because she had never beaten Suri before this either. Like they they done that really well. Their yeah. first match went to a draw, and their last match was was a Suri win. So. Like they've done it so well with with Julia and Suri and and kind of all that stuff, um, and all the while Julia's just been collecting enemies to where she could have as many defenses as she wants, and I I think she'd still be finding stuff to do. Like it's just, it's it's such a interesting time, and I I think you know what we got at Dream Kingdom was special. You know, it's not often you peak a long form story with with two fantastic wrestlers and one of them with all the momentum in the world right like i just uh it's like the you know the, this match was was amazing it's you know a lot of people are going to put it as a match of the year i i don't blame them uh you know dave Meltzer, it's one of the highest rated women's matches of 2022 like it deserves it um and it was so well done and like the story peaking was was fantastic um you know there, there's few people more deserving of this spot than Julia, because, like, she's just... She's done every... Like, she's ready to die in that ring. Like, she reminds me so much of Akira Hokuto, and I know this is slanderous. Like, Hokuto was, Hokuto was not going to let anything stop her from having the best match possible. Julia could have her leg hanging off, and I fully believe she'd go in there and get dropped on her neck. Like, I just... do feel it with Julia. It's real.
2: With Julia. I'm going to... I'm gonna pretend that I didn't just make the comparison. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention that actually I was wrong. Uh, there is at least there is a singular person with a winning record against Shuri in Stardom. Oh, yeah, and it's Koguma. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um. She's one zero. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I think I think I'm excited for the Julia Reign. I feel like it is a strange feeling being like way lower on julia than it feels like everybody else in the world is and i like julia a lot uh but it feels very strange to be like yeah i can't wait for Utah to win that shit back <laughs> like it, it like i'm the only person that's feeling that um but i, I am excited for a rain. i think it's gonna be really really good mm-hmm. Just a lot of things built into it already that it's like it could really wrestle like half the roster and it'll mean something yes um and you know at least half of those people she could probably get a match the year contender out of. Right? Yeah. So it's it's gonna be hard for her to have a bad year next year outside of, you know, some crazy events or uh terrible luck. I think that this is going to be a real, real major year for Julia and I'm excited for it. I um I always had that question about her consistency and even when she isn't hitting for me, she's hitting overall. Mm. Uh so I'm I'm more than willing to give her the benefit of the doubt, uh, and want to see what she does with this reign, which I imagine will be a long one. Uh, I Hopefully. can't see them taking it off her too quickly. Uh, so I'm and, excited. And, excited to see what happens.
0: And for for anyone who's listening right now, compare our praise after this match and for the booking of this match for how down we were on the White Belt match, and White Belt yeah. direction white belt. Com- totally. Well, I yeah. think
2: that I think they yeah. both. I think they relate to each other. You know what I mean? 'Cause it's like if if Shuri just retained the belt then and we were like, okay, who's she gonna drop it to? Like, yeah, there's more excitement there, but I think that the white belt is just suffering from having expectations and it's suffering from Julia being such a grand champion that uh, there there's no way there's no way that this Saya Shuri stuff this year where Every show, you can really argue over Shuri versus Saya, who's having a better reign. You could argue that every single month. That's not going to happen with Julia and whoever Saya's uh, successor is. It's just not going to happen. It's, like even if it is Mariah, who I'd be super excited about, there's no way that you can argue that Mariah is having a better run than than uh, Julia is at that point. Again, outside of some crazy is- circumstances.
0: It's as if it uh Saya should not have been any a champion anymore.
2: What no, that's not it
1: at well, all. I are mean Saya S- S- no. S- probably should have lost the Kyrie, yeah. But I mean look, we're we are we we've gone very long. Um Velke, yeah. Vel-K, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Thank you that. so much for joining us. Uh you had a lot of great insight yeah. from, from being there. Um you were like the unofficial I, fourth member I, I... of the sixth man award, you know. I
0: I'd offer more insight if I was not so into the, the last match and if I did not just randomly leave to get a cup.
2: <laughs> wild. That's wild. That was like my one question was like, Oh, how is Utami's entrance live? And it's just he left. Great.
0: Yeah, because like I was almost falling asleep and the beers that were hitting me at the time.
1: That's fair enough. It's okay. Oh, um But yeah, I think that's it for this show um because i don't i don't know if we have any well Thank you, you the two of you could st- stay talking but i don't know if people would want to keep listening for, for it um but yeah we're we're in the reign of of julia uh we seem to be heading towards uh a modern day dream slam sasha banks is about to show up uh next week uh is she real is she real uh shiri I feel like I will end this by giving Sherry her flowers. Uh, people were people were very strange. You know, people have had different thoughts about her reign all year. Um but I feel like she yeah. has delivered any time they've needed and uh like this this Julia match was just amazing. It was just a, it was a two-person effort, you know. A lot of praise will go to Julia obviously cuz she was the you know she was the one with the momentum. She was the one that went over uh but shuri was amazing in in this match as well and she had a very good reign and uh you know she she deserves a little bit of time off she's probably taken some lumps uh but she is still one of the no, no she, she is still one of the pillars of, of modern stardom um and uh you know I, i'm yeah. i'm sure she her and hashimoto will be fantastic and we'll probably be talking about her and hashimoto next week because uh she has invited Jahiro to the Cork and on the sixth of January, so there might be some movement on that by the time we record. Are
2: there is are there cards set for all of these yes. shows? Is it all just triangled? Um
1: pretty much, yes. Um but I I, I, okay. I, I I can't. I don't want to go through them. Um right. but yeah, with that
2: We could we could do a whole thing next definitely. week.
1: Definitely. Uh we'll be back next week, probably after Wrestle Kingdom oh, the day of Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I imagine we'll be yeah. Be about Sasha. Uh, I don't know if there's any shows before then, so you might just do more stuff about... Uh, the third. Oh, the third, okay. The,
0: third. the, the opening opening to dead. the triangle oh. there with Maya beating okay. Julia straight in the middle. Right. Well, that's that's
1: great. Well, all right, we'll be back next week then to talk about that, and we'll talk about, uh, obviously, Sasha on Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, but until then, I think it's time to close the show. Ooh! Ooh! Yeah! Last
2: show of the year! Ooh, Ooh. Wow! Yeah!
1: Crazy! Uh, so if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo. Ijo. Goodbye.
2: Okay. <laughs>